All right, Jerkos, we're back, baby. We are back. The reason I'm stage whispering is because we are in Starbucks in Manchester up in the goddamn northwest, uh, which is somewhat appropriate because today's guest is from northeast of the UK, Newcastle upon Tyne. Newcastle obviously has a sister city in New South Wales in Australia, which is just called Newcastle. We don't we don't name our cities in regard to their closest river because we're normal. Uh, I don't know why the UK is so into that, but there you go. Uh, yeah, so talking to Lauren Patterson from Newcastle upon Tyne. My family, uh, on my dad's side at least, comes from Newcastle in Australia. Uh, and the cities are quite similar. They both had a big coal mining backgrounds. Uh, very working class, very proudly working class, but also producing their fair share of famous people. And uh, I'm excited to get her on the show, man, because I really enjoyed talking to Adam Rowe from Liverpool. And uh, Newcastle is kind of like another one of those northern towns which really does have its own identity. Like I think most people would be familiar with the football team. Uh, you might not be as familiar with the fact that Rowan Atkinson is from Newcastle. For some reason, I think Sting, I want to say Sting, is from Newcastle as well. Weird, right? Doesn't quite have the accent. You're probably most aware of Newcastle because of Geordie Shaw, because that thing took off. I don't know what that is. I've never watched it. I'm not saying you're a, you're a simple person if you have watched it, but it definitely doesn't float my boat. Uh, but it's got 18 seasons. It's very popular. That accent has become you know, very well known, and that kind of lifestyle has become very well known through the show. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to have Lauren on, man, because she is one of the fastest rising stars in UK comedy. She was nominated for Best Show at Edinburgh last year, sold out her entire run this year in like three days, which is absurd. Uh, she's been starting to get a bit of TV. She's uh, supported Catherine Ryan, among others, on tour, and she's only 25 years old, which obviously means she's a piece of shit and I hate her because I'm older than her and she's doing way better than me. Just kidding. I don't mind. I think uh, if, I was, if I had any success at the age of 25, I would be the worst person in the world. But Lauren is super lovely. Like She's like one of the nicest people. Uh, I'm sure that will come across uh, in this interview. It's a little bit of a longer one, but she did have a lot to talk about, so I refused to cut it short. Everything in this thing needed to be said. I think anyone who's never been to Newcastle will definitely want to check it out, and I think any Australians and Kiwis in the UK who are missing a palmy will get around Newcastle pretty quickly, given what Lauren has to say. Uh, one thing I just wanted to... little little tip of the hat before we start the episode... Um, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've, I've started saying quid. Yeah, that's right. I don't say pounds all the time. I'll say quid. I'll give it a go. I refuse to adopt an English accent or most English slang, but I think quid is very acceptable. Uh, but I've been getting shit from my, my Australian friends and my English friends for saying it. And it got me thinking, where does it actually come from? Quid uh, as a shortened for pounds or anything like that. And apparently it comes from quid pro quo. That's right. That's how nerdy English people are. They take the Latin, the quid pro quo, like, you know, you've got to give something for something else. And they've made that their abbreviation for currency, um, which is the opposite. Because in Australia, see, I think the reason I say quid is because in Australia, I'd say bucks, no problem. Like for dollars, short, bucks, that's cool. 
And then I was wondering, where did that come from as well? And apparently that's American. It originated in America. And the reason it happened there is because back in the day, when the Americans were negotiating and trading with the Native Americans, uh, the indigenous population of North America there, they would trade in deer pelts. That was one of the most valuable things they could trade in, deer pelts. So there you go. That was known as a buck, because a buck is obviously slang for a deer. And that is how long that thing has stuck around, and I'm glad it has, because I love a good abbreviation, because I'm Australian. Australians abbreviate anything uh, and everything. If you've got a name, we are going to chop some letters off it and add the letter O to the end of it, just as I am called Muggo quite regularly. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Our Prime Minister, we call him ScoMo. That's right. His name's Scott Morrison. We call him ScoMo. I don't know why. It makes me uncomfortable, but I bloody love it. All right. I want to get straight into this episode because it is a little bit of a long one. If you do like the podcast, please like it on Facebook, get in touch with me on Twitter at Dan Muggleton, or you can send us an email with anything you want me to cover, um, any any areas of the UK you want me to book guests from. My email is muggletondaniel at gmail.com, muggletondaniel at gmail.com. All right, let's get straight into this episode with the very funny and very lovely Lauren Patterson. <laughs> happening we made it and now we have to chat for real yeah not not just that fun casual chat Cup of tea the, chat. the professional chat yeah drinking builder's tea builder's tea see that's something i've never heard of in my life this is what amazes me i never realized how things are localized like yeah. you just assume everyone knows what you're talking about with the with the builder's, builder's tea. tea yeah milk sugar well, I, I would say in Australia, builders don't even drink tea. Do let me, let me Let me hot. just blow your fucking mind. Yeah. There's no mugs Far on the work site. They're drinking Monster Energy drink. Yeah. They're drinking Fanta. What's the other one? Is it not Gatorade? Is it Gatorade? There's Gatorade. Or Sports it drink. Ga- I can't remember. It was something with a G that I drank in Australia. That was gross. But it was alcohol. It was alcohol? Yeah. Oh. It was so cheap. It's not Goon. Goon. That goon. Was <laughs> So like the builders are drinking wine yeah, out of a bag exactly. on the job. Bag wine. Bag wine. That's that's a staple of any Australian teenager's life. Yeah. It's wine very crucial. In a bag. It's it's so shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it was cheap. It's super cheap. Yeah. It's like I think it's more expensive now. When I was like when I was sixteen drinking yeah. goo, it was like I think like fifteen dollars for five liters. Wow. So that's like eight pounds. That explains everything about yeah. Australia. Right. And this is this is what we did. Yeah. And we mixed it with um we used to mix it with orange juice. Ooh. So it was goon and juice. <laughs> so it was called goose, but then we called it Maverick, you see? Like yeah. Top Gun. Uh-huh. That was when when I was sixteen, that Ahead felt of the game. pretty cool. Yeah. That felt pretty cool to say. But now <laughs> twenty nine, no. Nah, not at all. Mm. We even had this argument in our flat last night with a north south divide. So my yeah. boyfriend's from London. I was, he was like, oh, do you have any like traditions you do at New Year? Because I'm spending New Year in London this year. And I was like, oh, yeah, we do first foot in our house. And he was like, what? What first? And I was like, first foot. And he went, that's not a thing. And I was like, it is a thing. Then I asked on Twitter and I was like, half the people were like, yeah, yeah, we've heard of it. And then half the people were like, what is that? And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was a northern thing. Like, you just assume. Wait, what, what is knows. that? What's the second so word? Um, I don't even know. Foot, that... like foot. Like oh, first foot. foot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. 
but it's missed uh, that. So New Year's Day is the first person to come into your house. The first person who comes in on you, yeah, that's your first foot. Yeah. And it's meant to be like lucky and they're supposed to like bring you something. But what we did in our family was just somebody would get chucked out in the cold at like half past midnight on New Year's <laughs> Eve and you'd stand and wait in the cold for like five minutes and then you'd get let back in and everyone would be like, hey, you're the first you're foot. You're the first foot. Yeah. So it was like, it was you did it to a person. Yeah. Instead of just waiting for someone to happen upon your house. Yeah, I think because in our house we were like, yeah, no one comes here. Like, yeah, probably, probably <laughs> should have to be one of us. Wait for a stranger. Just yeah. Like, you know, Especially not around Newcastle. Like, oh, do you want to come in our house? Just so we can follow tradition. <laughs> <laughs> but first, so I was lucky. Yeah, I think it's meant to be like a lucky thing. And I think like in the past they brought you coal or something. They brought but you that, coal? I should have known from the coal that it was a northern thing. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. not a lot of coal in London. Yeah, definitely. Just to get around. But I didn't realize that was a i'd like split the nation i was like oh god mate well you, you're causing Staring a divide tension, yeah you, you're coming to london with all your northern all my northern ways warmth yeah <laughs> i'm sure just like you're nice to people and they freak out freak they're like out. why am i doing this what, what are manners why has she got them yeah see i i much prefer london because i think i'm a dick you know yeah. so just like i'm just kind of like yeah don't talk to me I've that's great i've become more of a dick since i live in london does it feel good though yeah it feels <laughs> nice to just like be cool to people yeah Oh, that feels like... Because if you've had a bad day, then you don't have to talk to anyone. Absolutely not, fine. right? But if you've had a bad day in Newcastle and you're waiting for the bus home, like nine people are going to talk to you and normally they're old people and you're like, can't ignore Mavis. Like, <laughs> this could be the only person who talks to her this winter. Yeah. Right? And you end up just feeling shit by the time you've got home because like, I've had a bad day. I've had to talk to eight strangers. But the, None the, of that in London. The talking to the strangers doesn't cheer you up. I thought maybe Mavis would say something. Yeah, be did, uplifted. To be fair, I used yeah. to meet loads of nice people on the and that I make friends with like shop assistants. So the oh, security yeah. guard at our supermarket is like obsessed with me <laughs> because like I'm used to walking into a shop and being like hi to the yeah. security guard. And then I don't know if that's actually a northern thing or that I'm just like super friendly. Yeah. But now the security guard like goes out of his way to come and talk to us in the supermarket. This is like your local in London. Yeah, my local little supermarket. And it was the same in the last place I lived in London. Like I'd have a chat with him. I'd have a catch up. I would tell him how like my life was going. He was well nice. When I started dating my boyfriend, obviously it went from I would go into Tesco on my own to I'd come into Tesco with a boy. So he sussed out my boyfriend and shook his hand, welcomed him to the Tesco. (laughs) Your boyfriend had to pass the Tesco. Had to pass the security guard test. And I remember leaving and he was like, he shook my hand really hard. And I was like, yeah, he's testing you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See if you're all right a, for his girl. Don't be a bitch, man. Just exactly. take it. Exactly. Man up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tesco security guard. This guy's seen some shit. Yeah. I mean, not really. I don't know what those guys do. I've never yeah. seen anything happen. I've never seen anyone. They've never seen a ruckus in a Tesco. Nah. The, the, once... the KFC down here has three security guards. Really? But they're necessary. Yeah. That's Our like Greg's crowd... has got a bouncer. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like crowd control, right? Exactly. We've got a Greg's right opposite the train station in Newcastle. That's open like super late. Yeah. Um. So if I'm get coming into Newcastle like quarter to midnight, it's still open. <laughs> and there's a security guard because that's just what we of need course. at home. Is it, is it to keep like the, the line moving? Like the guys down there are like bouncers. just to stop fighting people over sausage rolls, really. Well, it kicks off in a Greg's. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. What? It kicks off in the Greg's, kicks off in the chippy. Oh, man. Yeah. I've never seen... Actually, in Edinburgh, a yeah. guy a guy shouldered me at a, <laughs> at a kebab joint yeah which i found really weird yeah because he was just drunk and i was just trying to get past to get my pizza and uh-huh. on the way back he like 
like shoulder me and said some shit and like Ooh. I think it was like an Eastern European yeah language like I don't know just that kind of sound yeah I'm like I don't know what he's saying I'm just yeah. gonna leave I'm just gonna assume that was nice and leave yeah just like hey man great choice on that pizza yeah. just, <laughs> out the door. just like oh yeah but Gre- yeah Greg's Greg's is in London it is in London yeah yeah but no one goes to it here well, That's not really. the thing, yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't seem half as popular. Where, where's like the Greg's loyalty start? You reckon working up I the I reckon map? probably like Manchester. Okay, so Birmingham doesn't fuck yeah. with Greg's. Okay. I feel like well, to me, I class Manchester as the North. That's okay. like that's my line. So I feel like from there, I feel like the North appreciates Greg's more. So North up Definitely. is Greg's, and like the other one. This is my. There's, I got my I got my like two kind of dividing things yeah. with the uk now been, uh-huh. been here a year i figured these out yeah what what is your word you say after high is it mate is it pal is it fella like what are you pet 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 yeah i a pet get the fuck out yeah, what pet. everyone's a pet up north <laughs> just like to a dude you say to a dude not to a bloke to all, a bloke would say it to women okay like hey pet and you'd say it to another woman and i'd say it to another woman yeah yeah what would, what what would you say, say to a bloke? dude probably mate yeah mate okay but pet mate yeah hi pet you're okay being called pet yeah i like it i feel real i feel it's real it's like when creepy. there's all these debates about like oh should you be able to call women darling and love i'm like yeah well in, in australia i'd rather that than be called a knobhead like definitely <laughs> i think they just I, I don't know what I don't know what the preferred one is. I think they just want yeah. hay. I think they want to cut it off at the yeah, hay. Yeah, cut it off. That's but like when I worked in a restaurant, like I wanted to avoid saying like sir and madam because I was like, you never know. Like yeah. I don't want to call a bloke a sir if he's not a sir. Yeah. So for me, the best way I called everyone darling or everyone like man or woman, I would call everyone darling. So when I'm giving them their food, I'd be like, this one's for you, darling. Right. Like that one's your drink, darling. That was your safe. That was my darling was my safe because oh. it sounds non-threatening in my accent. It includes it, everyone. See, look, it sounds very non-threatening in your accent. Yeah. That's what I got to say. Like if I said in my accent, it's like creepy. Yeah. What yeah. Do, look, look. Hey, darling. Yeah. I think Oof. we'll be murdered. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that guy's about to write a country song <laughs> yeah. about me. It's like terrible. Yeah, it's. I find that crazy. Over here, people say it. I've had people my age say darling, and I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah. In yeah. Australia, if you're under 45 and you're saying darling, you are a predator. <laughs> you are a scary human being. Or my, or my dad. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, it. that's probably his vibe. I think he calls me darling. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He's a loving father. Definitely. What can I say? Yeah. Um, but pet. Pets. I've not heard that one. Heard yet. that one. I've Pets. only been in Newcastle super briefly. Yeah, flower like, as well is a popular one. Flower. Flower. Yeah. Get Again, f- that's for like girls. That's for girls. Yeah. So you wouldn't call a dude flower. So I mean, if I can. was going, at my grandma should probably be like, "Yeah, you flower. How's it? How are you going?" Really? And I'd be like, "Oh, lovely grandma. Yeah. Nice. But maybe at the bus stop. That's enough for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Newcastle seems like a warm. Oh, place. so friendly. That's why loads of call centers are in Newcastle because yeah. they say the accent's friendly. So if you ring up a call center region and you get like this accent, you're meant to be like less aggressive because you're like, oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> I am being a knob. So there's so many call centers. That's amazing. They've yeah. like realized that this is your special talent. Exactly. Capitalized person. on it. But like, how, how does that go as a comic, do you think? Is it good? I think it's good because I think it's quite a strike an accent okay and especially when i started gigging internationally i think people were like what is that noise coming from her mouth <laughs> like when i was in australia people thought i was welsh i got welsh a lot yeah i would have been tricked by that but i think because i've got quite they're both quite up down yeah accents so i was in 
Perth and I was on a show called Best of English yeah. and a guy came up was after and went, I love the Welsh accent. And I was like, I mean, the fact I was on a show called Best of English might suggest I wasn't Welsh. <laughs> like, Mate, knowing, knowing Australia and comedy festivals, yep. I reckon they'd definitely slip a few English, Irish oh, in probably, the Best of yep. English, like, yep. you know, Welsh. Everyone's getting Best of English, best man. Of, best of whatever. Yeah, best of the UK, but yeah. we can't call it that because exactly. we want to put on best of English and yeah, Welsh yeah. and Irish and Scottish. I got Welsh so much. And yeah. I can see it. I can get it. I think it's like it's like it's that sing song kind of like. Yeah. Because we, we, we don't really associate Newcastle like in Australia. Yeah. Like we can't really locate Newcastle. Like yeah. we know like Geordie Shore. We know like. You're obsessed with Geordie Shore. I mean, I'm not. I did like before I got you on, yeah. I wanted to look it up just to see what had happened without yeah. me noticing. 18 seasons. Yeah. I remember being in Adelaide and I was in a shop and I was chatting to the woman when I was paying and she was like, can I just ask you, are you from like Geordie Shore? And I was like, <laughs> do you mean on Geordie Shore? She was like, no, your accent is that, is that yeah. like, is that the accent? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it is. And she was like, oh my God, I love Geordie Shore. Apparently someone was doing like a DJ set like in a couple of weeks time and she was going to see it. And I was like, I think I found the only person in the world who likes Geordie Show. But then the more I asked people about it, they were like, oh yeah, it's big in Australia. Yeah. And I was like, why? We like reality TV. Yeah. I don't know why. I got big in a... Uh, when I was doing the comedy festivals, oh, was it Married at... Not Married at First Sight. Was it Married at married First Sight? Married at First Sight, yeah. yeah that's yeah. huge, man. That was massive over my, there. My friends work on that. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. It's it's horrific. My girlfriend watches it and she yeah. tries to get me in. You know that yeah. thing? Like, come on, you, you'll like, you'll like this. this. And I'm like, no. No, keep me out. Yeah, but she can't watch cartoons. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Is that... This is, this is the thing. She re- <laughs> My, my mate rec- like has a theory that like women don't yeah. like cartoons yeah and i'm like i don't know about that but she definitely does yeah She's i'm not like, big into them yeah like my ex used to love like adventure time and stuff yeah right and i'd sit and i'd watch it and i'd be like in this for kids and he was like uh you watched despicable me and i was like that's different that is different. that is art <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's yeah the cartoon thing um his theory is that well, she, she's like, I can't empathize with a drawing. Yeah. And when I watch something, I want to empathize. Yeah, I get that. And I'm like, that's not why I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watch those videos of people falling over. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, no empathy involved. None. Yeah. The less empathy, the better. <laughs> Actually, I want to empathize enough to be like, oh man, that would really hurt. Yeah. And then that's, I feel you. that's the end. I feel I your pain. It. Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting with Lauren Patterson. Yeah. The, the Geordie Shores. Lauren <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I like. That would definitely be an Australian thing. We'd be like, you're from Geordie Shore, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm from Newcastle. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 you're from, you're from Geordie yeah, Shore. Yeah, I literally had this conversation in Adelaide with a lad. He was a lovely lad. He worked in like the bar and he was on about Geordie Shore. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but it's ironic because like, you know, Jersey Shore was called Jersey Shore because of the shore kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because there's a shore. Whereas Newcastle's not actually by the beach. Like no. we've got... Like, we're half an hour from a beach, but those places aren't actually classed as Newcastle. So it's right. weird why it's called Geordie Shore. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, but it's called Geordie Shore because, um, oh, I know it might be in Geordie's we're having a conversation about. I was like, oh, half of them aren't Geordie's because Geordie is Newcastle. And there's so many who are from, like, Sunderland and Middlesbrough. And he was like, no, 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 like, they're called Geordie's if they're from, like, the shore. And I was like... The I'm shore. from Newcastle, <laughs> like, mate, I think I know what I'm talking about. And he was like, no, no, that's why, like, Geordie means, like, they're from, like, the shore, like, that bit of Newcastle. And I was like, okay, you keep explaining my city to me and I will just nod. That is, that is every dude. Yeah. I like yeah. that. 
I, I would have pulled that move yeah, back like, in the day, for sure. So let me tell you about I'm your town. I'm from 11,000 miles away. I think I know more about your town than you. And I was like, okay. Like, so do you know do you know where the term Geordie comes from? I are don't, you, you actually. Were? I didn't, yeah. See, this is the thing. I, I kind of, I didn't look up that specifically, but there was a singer called Geordie Ridley. And I'm like, mm. is that why? Yeah. Like, his, his like nickname, his name was like George yeah. or something, but like Geordie Ridley, or maybe yeah. that like came after. Because we had uh, George Stevenson as well. Right. He did something with a train. Something with a train? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something with a train. Something with a train. That involves Newcastle. It was good. Maybe he... Maybe he's involved. Yeah, he's involved. Them, power okay. team. We gotta we gotta figure this out. I'll put it in the little post yeah. episode thing. I'll put it somewhere. We invented LucasAid as well. You invented LucasAid? Yeah. The, I, city I, of Dreams. The City of Dreams. Yeah. City LucasAid. Jolly like, short LucasAid. So yeah. do for trade. This is this is good. This is like some kind of low low rent shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's exactly. like LucasAid. LucasAid <laughs> seems to be the fix all here. You yeah. Know? I don't get that. In Australia, it's all about Gatorade, Powerade. Yeah. But you guys don't even have that. Nah. It's just all Lucasette. I remember Powerade being out when I was a kid, and then it just seems to have completely like disappeared. I couldn't take everywhere. over Lucasette. Nah, Lucasette People are too loyal strong. to those lovely accented Lucasette drinks. Yeah. Just from the new car. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you don't know Geordie, because like, I had Adam Rowe on. Oh, And I was yeah. like, where do Scouse come from? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. You're like... You are Liverpool in yeah. a human being. How can you not know, know where this where, comes um, from? Smoggy comes from. Smoggy. So Smoggies are people from Middlesbrough, which is like an hour on the train from you. So it's still the northeast. Right. Um, but it's because they've got a lot of like um, factories and stuff. It was quite right. an industrial place. So there's loads of smog sure. across the city. Okay. So that's why they call them Smoggies. Smoggies. So I know that one, yeah. From Middlesbrough. Yeah. And Interesting. then Sunderland's Mackums. But I don't know why they're called Mackums. Mackums. Mackums, yeah. So you've oh, got the wow. Matties, the Geordies, the Smoggies. Um, you guys have a ridiculous slang yeah. it's <laughs> in crazy. this country. Ridiculous. It's but like, it, I think it must be fun though. Like I yeah. definitely, like coming over here, I enjoy like how you guys are like, but obviously they're Mac- Mackums and you're like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who are you talking about? I lived with a Mackum at university and like my flat, other flatmates were from down south and they were like, you sound the same. And me and him were like, what? No. Because <laughs> we didn't. Like to me and him, we can pick up on the differences. But of course. to anyone else, they'd be like, that's just a Northeast accent. Oh, yeah. But we got raging about it. We were like, don't say I sound like him. No. <laughs> so as you, went to, you went to uni in Newcastle yeah, as well. Yeah, so I did. Are you like, you like, are you like peak Newcastle? Peak Newcastle. Grew up Newcastle, went to university in yeah. Newcastle. And then betrayed them by Bet- moving to London. Is that is that seen as a betrayal? Oh, up massively. There? Every time I come back, like there's just a crowd of people booing us on the platform. <laughs> like, no, you're not welcome here anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Does, does, like, does that affect in terms of when you put shows on up there? Does it affect numbers or anything like that? I got quite a loyal following now because okay. people. I think that's the thing about the northeast. Like people are super loyal, so if you're from well, there, thought, they get yeah. behind you. But as soon as, like I say on stage, oh, I live in London now, it'll be like boo, and I'm like, like oh, a proper boo. Up. Yeah. Wow. It's you, crazy. Are you gonna are you gonna stay down here? Or are you gonna go back? I want to go back up north, but I don't yeah. know how far north. I'd like to live somewhere else for a bit, like maybe Manchester. Yeah. I like it there, but I just find London so expensive. It is, so it is expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I come from like Sydney and I'm sure you noticed in yeah. Australia. Australia is just expensive. Oh, not yeah. Like, not like just Sydney. Yeah. All so of expensive. It, every single bit. I, I don't know I going why. into a shop and paying like $6 for a bottle of pop or something. And I was yeah. like, 
okay, I'm going to have to budget a bit tighter here. Yeah, it's no, it's insane. just, it's, yeah, we, we kind of, we just, we, we pay a lot of money for everything. Yeah. That's what yeah. we do. And we've got sunny beaches, so you exactly. do not complain. No one questions right? it. Just have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time out there. But no, so, so why'd you come down? Why'd you come down to London? Why'd you get out of the, the north? I came down for comedy. Just, just for the career? Yeah, like, you kind of feel like you have to. And I don't think it should be like that, but I feel like at the minute, that's the way it is. Because so many of the, like, most of the big agents are in London. So my agent was in London. Yeah. And I'd been with her a year and still lived in Newcastle. And she was like, you don't have to move down. But I was like, I felt like just a bit disconnected. I was like, I'm 250 miles away from where yeah. my agent is. And like all the sort of run throughs for the telly programs, they're all in London. Like, and sometimes things only get like decided 24 hours before. So if you're getting a phone call, like, hey, we need you in London tomorrow, that's like 90 quid on the train down yeah, and 90 quid on the train back up. And you're just like, oh, I can't afford that. And as well, Newcastle's like, I can't drive. But even if I could, that's a good like six hour drive. Whereas at least like Manchester. Yeah, it's I like think four. if you live in Manchester, you don't have to come to London. Like I know so many people who it's like three hour drive there, three hour drive back. And I'm like, yeah. well, see, you can do that. But I think if you live any further up than that, you kind of feel like you have to be in London. Yeah. So just professionally, yeah. you were like, I, I better. Even though your agent was like, you don't yeah, have to. Yeah, she was like, you don't have to. But I've noticed a huge difference since I did come down. <laughs> like definitely like so much more stuff and just so much last minute stuff. Yeah. Like I got... This was just this year, but I got a phone call on like the Friday asking if I wanted to do voiceover for Takeshi's Castle on the Monday. And I was like, fuck yeah, of course <laughs> I do. But if I'd lived in Newcastle, I would have been like, oh, well, I would have still gone, but I would have made so little money by the time I'd paid for a train, yeah. paid for somewhere to stay because I don't have that many or didn't have that many mates who live down here. Yeah, of course. And you always feel a bit, especially because all my mates are boys, you feel a bit weird being like, hey, can I just come sleep on your sofa again? Because you're like, oh, what if they want to pull and they feel like they can't because they've got me on their sofa. And I was so really bad. I thought you meant like, what if they want to pull as in like you. Oh, no. I'm just like, I'm like the gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is that is a tricky move. We're trying yeah. to really go home with a girl on the sofa. Exactly. When no, all no, your that's mates are like, that's just the sofa like, girl. Yeah, that's... she's here all the time. Yeah, don't worry about it. When all your mates are like young she'll comedy boys, I should make you build us tea. Yeah. Or watch Geordie show with her. You're like, oh, I don't want to put people out. I don't want to be like. And you know for a fact, if I asked, people would be like, yeah, of course. But I was like, nah, I feel like I should come. And I'm, in a way, I'm pleased I did. I feel like I've had a lot of nice things happen. Yeah. But I'm also like. Still quite young. But Definitely you, could live somewhere else for a bit. But you're still not sold on the city? Like you don't... No, like... No, like when you're trying to make a jigsaw piece fit. And yeah. you're like, it just doesn't fit. And I'm like, yeah, I've tried, but... Is that is that quoting a Sloss's I'm just going to say, there? I spent too much time with Daniel Sloss, yeah. <laughs> I love bloody jigsaws. Yeah, oh man, he's but the yeah. king of the jigsaw now. I sort of look at the whole picture and I'm like, it looks nice, but the bit that's me just doesn't... Yeah. I don't fit in here very well. I reckon that should be Sloss's next merch, just a yep. big jigsaw a big with jigsaw. his head on it. I honestly can't think of jigsaws and without a, that boy. A jigsaw that you can't complete. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just one piece <laughs> missing in every jigsaw and you're like, fuck. Um, I've been slossed. That's it. Um, that's interesting. So yeah, you just you came out for a bit, but then you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to end up here. Because I feel like what people like about London is like 
the nightlife and all these cool yeah. bars and this but when you're a comedian you don't get to do that like you're working isn't that weird yeah so i, I feel like the bits that people like about it are the bits i don't get to see yeah which like is weird. You, you know like i live in like shoreditch and like yeah. there's like everything just yeah, there yeah. like every club like I all think the if i was gonna shit. come for a night out i would come to shoreditch yeah i haven't been to one yeah Exactly. I'm just like, ah, I finish work, I walk through it every night. Yeah. Which I don't mind. That's kind of that's kind of nice. So you know, the walking home alone, that's rough. Yeah. But the walking through like a crowd of people, you're like, this is fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Deal with it. There's people around. Yeah. Yeah, because you were just saying that walk, the the London late night walk, man. Oh, they can be spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think most people here would consider like Newcastle like a rough town. Yeah, I think people like so. My boyfriend's always like, so you're saying you'd feel comfortable walking home alone in Newcastle but not London I'm like yeah Newcastle I used to walk from the city centre to my like flat where I lived and it was like a 40 minute walk and it wasn't well lit and it was through housing estates and I wouldn't bat an eyelid yeah but it's probably a mix of that's where I grew up that's where I'm what's the thing you know yeah you can spot the you know just so you can spot like a sus cunt exactly yeah you know you know which street's not a walk down and you know which bits to like avoid of course like i'd not walk through like a park on my own or anything like regardless of where i lived yeah but, like i just felt so much more comfortable whereas in london i'm like oh my god every day could be my last it's, like <laughs> crazy it is it is kind of weird because like, you get here and people tell you the horror stories yep, of, like, yeah like moped crime Definitely. acid attacks people well, pushing on the tube. stratford station a couple of weeks i've got my eyebrows done in stratford they look great by the way and the woman thank you very flicky um <laughs> The woman was like, oh, did you hear what happened at the station the other morning? I was like, no. And a man had attacked another man with a screwdriver at what? six o'clock in the morning because he wouldn't give him a cigarette. And I was like, oh, great. Now I'm scared of the morning as well. Like- yeah, 6 a.m. You get up early. <laughs> no like, time is Fuck. safe. Oh, no. And I was just like, welcome to Stratford. Welcome no, to London. No time is safe. No time. I like that. Oh, God. That's that's an overreaction. Yeah. And why did you have a screwdriver on him at six in the morning? Well, maybe it was a, it was a builder. Builder. Yeah, he didn't Hadn't get his, his tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> a bit grumpy, bit of a grumpy boy. Yeah. Wait, so build build his tea, milk two sugar. That's just yeah. Universal. Some people just say milk one sugar, and I'm like, nah, it's milk two sugars. That's, that's, if, that's if you like a apprentice. Yeah, you know, builds apprentice, you get the one sugar. And it's like quite a strong tea. tea. So if you gave him like a proper milky cup of tea, they'd be like, no. Okay. I'll be strong. So if milk. If, if, yeah. if you were if there was some like builders doing some work on your house, yeah, this would be expected. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even ask how they like their tea. I would just make it like that. Would you even ask them if they want a cup or just bring a cup oh, out? Oh, I would just bring it. See, I ask when people do stuff here and they always yeah. turn me down. Really? Yeah, I've never I've never been able to get a tea off. <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're the number one. Yeah. You're the first person oh, I made I a tea take for. I a cup of tea. I'm so British. Yeah. Oh, man, tea is great. Yeah. Like, I got nothing against that. My mum had to cut down really? in Australia. Yeah. She um she was drinking too much, getting uh-huh. caffeine headaches. Ooh. So I had to go to green tea. Nice. And she was like, this is fucked and went back on the hard stuff. <laughs> I'll she's just a, take some paracetamol. It's fine. Yeah, she's a she's a powerhouse. Um wait, so that, sorry, the the second question. Second question yeah. about where you live in the UK. Yeah. What do you call a sandwich? What do you what do you call the roll that you put? Oh, it's a bread bun. Bread bun? Yeah. Okay. So you got your slices of bread, but if it's like what some people call a bread roll. Yeah. That's a bread bun. Not a bap. Not a bap. Not a bap. Not a roll. It's bread bun. Bread bun. Yeah. So you'd say like, can I get a bacon sausage bread bun? I just, oh no, I would be like, can I have bacon sausage sandwich? Yeah, but right. the actual bread, I'd be like, if someone was like, oh, can you get me some bread? I'd be like, what, sliced bread or bread buns? And be like, bread ah, buns. so yeah. you do the double bread bun. Yeah, bread but buns. But what, what about like the equivalent of bap? Do you say, would you say That's bap? That's a bread bun. That's a bread bun. Yeah. Okay. 
thought there's another one up your way. We got Stotty bread. Stotty, I what's love that? Stotty bread. So it's like really thick doughy bread. Okay. So it's a lush. So it comes in like a like a circle. It's about like this thick, and then it's so good with ham and peas pudding. Mm, ham and peas pudding. So nice. Okay. Again, my boyfriend's never had peas pudding, and of I was like, not. "Yeah, you need to." You need to change that. Do you bring him up? Do you bring him up to the Newcastle? Yeah, he's been up. I've got him on a palmo. He's had a palmo. What's a palmo? <gasps> oh, so, right. Imagine a pizza. Okay. Take away the dough. Yeah. Replace it with fried chicken. <laughs> That's a palmo. Wait. Like a schnitzel? Yeah. You know, palmies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because you can't get them in London. Exactly. So when I landed in Australia and they had like schnitzels and palmies on the menu, yeah. I was like, oh my god it's palmo and they were like nah mate it's a palmy and i was yeah. like no palmy or palmo. and i was like i can't believe i can go from newcastle to london and not get a palmo yeah i can go eleven thousand miles to australia and everywhere i had them mate we came here and we're just like where's the schnitties yep. and nothing. yeah nothing so good it's like it's so weird because like have you noticed that every culture has a schnitzel yeah yeah like japanese like katsu yeah that's a schnitzel uh-huh that's a schnitzel baby everyone's you got can't one. escape it except london you yeah. can't get your fuck you get that hunter's chicken Oh, thing? yeah, that can fuck off. Dude, that's the worst. Yeah. I, I keep giving it a go because I'm like, this is surely their equivalent of equivalent. a schnitzel, so it yep. must be good. Nah. It's just like, it's barbecue sauce with like a big slab of bacon, bacon. on top and cheese. cheese. And it sucks. Nah, not at all. Oh, man. I can't get Palmo. into it. brilliant. Parmo. That's so nice that it's up there. Yeah. All right, well, now I have to get back to Newcastle. Yeah. And I even remember asking Matt if he knew what a London pizza was. Mm. And he was like, No. And I was like, oh, well, I assumed it was called a London pizza because it was something to do with London. So it's a margarita pizza yeah. with chips on it. <laughs> and like, if you go to like pretty much any takeaway in Newcastle, there'll be a London pizza on the menu. Of course. And it's pizza, chip, and sometimes garlic sauce. And Matt was like, that is not that... a thing. And I was like, yeah, London pizza. And he was like, if anything, that should be called a Newcastle pizza. And I was yeah. like, London pizza. London pizza. That's yeah, fine. Pizza That's, that is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard in my life yeah but i've never gross. wanted to eat something more immediately yeah it's like you know when you like can't decide do i get pizza do i get chips just <sighs> get london pizza, pizza. get, get them a both. london pizza takeaways in the northeast are something special londoners would fucking hate that oh yeah they would be like how dare you yeah our pizzas are great <laughs> yeah. proper italian oh man dare you besmirch them with chips oh man yeah i think you guys uh, whenever I've been up north, you guys have like the takeaway culture that just like warms my heart. Yeah. Like yeah. Sydney in Australia has got chicken shops. That's our big thing. Yeah. And so I so say you get your Portuguese chicken, your regular chicken. Yeah. But you guys do like, it's kind of halfway between that and a diner. Yeah, definitely. Just like it's got so much on the menu. Yeah. And you're like, how is this possible? We definitely only ever sell like three things off it. Exactly. It's brilliant. And as a foreigner, you've got to, you've got to <laughs> yeah. decide what those three things are. Because if you don't order one of those three things, you're getting you're something fucked. that's been in that fridge for six years. Yeah, just like, blowing fuck. the dust off it. Yeah. No, just like I've seen, oh, it's like, it's like, have you been to the States before? No, not. Oh, man. Uh-huh. One, one, of the, one of the funniest things in the States is how they do like Chinese food in Brooklyn. They'll, they'll just do like, it'll be like, yeah, so you want this like this Szechuan chicken wings? Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay. Uh-huh. Then what do you want it with side with rice or chips? And I'm like, rice? Is yeah. Chinese, isn't it? <laughs> And then they bring it out and uh-huh. it's just like, just like a deep fried kind of chicken wing. Yeah. With like, kind of like a soy sauce kind of on it. Yep. And then just rice. And they just and stuck like, a Chinese flag in it. Yeah. And like everybody else there is just like chips, obviously. What are you nuts? Yep. Like this is, this is the takeaway. Oh, we just called it Chinese. Tell you what reason. I loved in Sydney and I genuinely dream about it. Uh, Italian ball. Italian ball. In Newtown. 
Really? Oh my god, I fell in love with it because I was staying in Newtown. Yeah. And like, I went there like every day. I ate so much pasta. What? I don't know what it was. I just loved it. You love that place? Yeah. I've never been somewhere where I was like, I can combine what I want on my pasta. (laughs) I can choose my sauce. I can choose. This is incredible. Mate, I know people who swear by that place. Yeah. I've never. I love it. I've been like once, maybe like on a date like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was big into it. I still think about it. Still think about Italian bowl. Yeah. Are you going back this year to Australia? I'm not going back to Melbourne. Yeah. But I think I'm going to Sydney. Yeah. Then go to New Zealand. In New Zealand? Yeah, That's they were cool. big on pies in New Zealand. Big on pies. Yeah, I remember right, asking, I've... like, because I like to try whatever is from that place. Yeah. So, like, in Australia, they were like, have a parmy. Um, yeah. And then in New Zealand, I was like, what should I eat here? And they were like, what do you mean? I went, well, what's your, like, thing? And they were like, pies. Pies? And sure enough, in McDonald's, they've got, like, pie on the menu. You can get a pie at McDonald's. Right. I was like, amazing. Admittedly, I shouldn't go to McDonald's to try the cuisine of no, the country. No, probably not but, the best way to do yeah. it. But that's, that's, yeah, over here you guys don't go to McDonald's as much. No. That's one thing. In, in Australian stuff, McDonald's is like the only late night thing. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I know We've got so that. many McDonald's. It was the only place that was like always open. Or Whereas Hungry here you got Jacks. options. Yeah, Hungry yeah. Jacks and shit. It's Every like, day I walk past Hungry Jacks, I was like, it looks remarkably like Burger King. And I was like, oh, it is. All <laughs> oh, right, like, yeah. I figured this out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because like, I think there's some lawsuit, like some yeah, guy in uh-huh. Perth or something. He owned it. But I think called the Burger King. Yeah. And then so he like just beat this international company. <laughs> it's like one of the great Australian moments. Yeah. You know, it's just like, nah, mate, you can't call that. Can't here. have it. No. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Wait, so uh, is there like... This is one thing about like the north-south thing yeah. here that I've found, right? Because I obviously don't have a horse in the, fu- in the fight. Yeah. You know I mean? like, but there seems to be like a lot of kind of stigma going both ways. Yeah, totally. Like there's not, it's not like one making fun of the other and the other one's being like, oh, it's oh, fine. Oh yeah, it's like both sides think they're right and are both as ignorant as each other, definitely. So I yeah. thought like... So was it like dating a dude from London? Well, like, like, I just instantly thought he was posh. Okay. And then as well, he was like, what do you mean I'm posh? Like, I, I'm not posh. And I was like, yeah, but you just, to me, that accent sounds posh. Right. Um, and then as well, when my mom and my dad met him, they were like, oh, he sounds posh. And again, it's not that he's posh. It's just that to us, we hear someone speaking properly and we're like, oh, <laughs> la check look, him out with his enunciation. Yeah. That's the only difference is he speaks properly. But then, oh, yeah. So is your, wait, is your accent considered not proper? But, like, I think people associate, like, Geordies were being, well, not just Geordies, but, like, the North were being a bit thick. I mean, yeah, I would say that's and fair. Like, yeah, and I think you hear this accent. As soon as I hear this accent on, like, you know, if they're in, they do a news report and they're like, now we're going to ask the British public what they think about Brexit. Uh, I hear this accent and I'm like, they're going to say something stupid or racist. Oh, right. my God. Oh, Like, that's no. what they use you for. Yeah. Like, and I feel like, this, like and this here... accent especially gets used to be, like, Oh, I'm just a stupid Geordie. Oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And it's like, oh no. And again, I think Geordie show like perpetuates that. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at, but look at them. They are thick and they are this. And I'm like, yeah, but that's nothing to do with their accent. Like they're thick and stupid and just happen to have a Geordie accent. Yeah. And that's like, what they got put on the show. Because yeah. they're thick and stupid. Exactly. They weren't yeah. looking for the smart ones. <laughs> yeah. And that's the best they could find. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But like, because Newcastle is a university town. Yeah. So, so we got like, two. I went Northumbria, which is like the poly. Um, the poly yeah so they were like polys are universities that didn't used to be universities right gotcha um and then they become like uni so it's seen as like the less good one sure so people who go to newcastle uni that is a good uni but everyone at newcastle uni nearly is like a bit posher sure um 
and I think you go to Newcastle you need to do like something like politics or science or like something yeah. smart and then you go to Northumbria to do sport business drama like yeah yeah cool we're, but we're good for that we're a good uni for business and we're a good uni for sports and then Newcastle is a good uni for like the more academic subjects but yeah. again there's a rivalry in the city between the students and they proper fuel it with like club nights so they'll have Polly versus Posh and like the posh t-shirt will be like um your dad works for my dad and then the poly <laughs> t-shirt will be like poly till i die and it just creates this massive like class rivalry Wait, people actually wear those shirts yeah, like yeah. your dad works, your dad for, works my for my dad, dad and <laughs> it's so crazy insane. and it's Who like would how it? no wonder people go into the adult world with this like chip on their shoulder and this like divide if it's been like fueled at uni by yeah. being like oh you know those kids who go to that uni literally five steps away yeah they're better than you like they, they're this and they're that and it's but it's weird is there like a pride for like going to the pilot like, as in yeah like i was proper proud to be northumbria because i was like yeah yeah but it means like i've I'm here not because me dad's rich and not because like I've had a private look I've got to uni off my own back and this and that and I was like yeah but I'm doing a drama degree but <laughs> like, they don't need to know that this is, this is fucking uplifting yeah right? I feel this like there's more of a like working class pride going to like Northumbria because it's a bit yeah. more of a like a salt of the earth place and like you kind of I'd say people at Northumbria value the party side over the, well anyone who goes to uni in Newcastle I mean, you guys do university well here, Yeah, I think. Australia does it real bad. We all live at home. We kind of go local. You guys, Uh, like, you go to the thing and you move out and you party and it's, like, mayhem. Definitely. I still can't get over those shirts, man. Just, like, just straight up being like, hey, do you want to enjoy this club night? Let's make all those guys hate you and make you hate them. It is. And then they'll get, like, people up on the stage and they'll be, like, games against each other. And then whichever uni wins, like, and then we had, I don't know if they're doing it this year. I think there was a big kickoff over it. Stan Calvert. So it's like a cup between the sports teams at the two unis. Oh yeah, that's pretty Which normal. is quite, that I liked. I was like, well, that's a bit more like, you know, university spirit. Whereas yeah. getting people drunk and just making a class war. Yeah, it's a bit probably weird. Probably a bit dodgy. Yeah. So that is, are you from like a working class background? Is yeah, your family working class? super working class. Super working class. Yeah. All right, yeah. Lay, lay it on me. What are the, what's super working class? I've got like. Like a coal miner. Yeah, I've got like a mom who works like in a shop. Yeah. Like proper classic supermarket mom. Yeah. And then a dad who I don't know what he does, but he does it. Okay. And I'm like, there we go. <laughs> that's, Good. That's that one ticked. Uh, me and my sister, different dads. Right. The classic working class. Is that yeah. classic working class? Classic working Different class. Dads? Different dads. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, I went to like a proper rough school. Right. And then went to uni and everyone was like, who does she think she is? And I was like, I'm doing a drama degree. Like, come <laughs> on. So there was proper backlash for you yeah. just going to university. My school as well. This is genuinely true. Like, there was this really cool thing. Well, not cool, but good thing in Newcastle. It was called Ashlands. So it was if you got pregnant... Like when you were a teenager, rather than miss out on your education, you would go and it was like based in a hospital and you'd go and you'd continue your education, but you'd also learn how to be a mom essentially. So the prep right. year, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it means the girls get an education, but also like kind of aren't just like, you know, shunned because they've right. got pregnant. But so many girls from my school were getting referred that they just moved it to my school. They moved the unit <laughs> to the school. 
and we got like we had a new school built and then they got put in like the old sixth form building so you'd walk past the old sixth form building yeah. and there'd just be all oh, these pregnant kids just sitting like looking out the window forlornly and it felt a little bit like they'd put them in a zoo and deliberately walked you past them to be like look look do you want to be pregnant and sitting in the grotty old sixth form building no and you'd be like oh I remember them knocking the gate a bit wider one day to fit ambulances through for when they went, like, if they went into labour. That's... Insane. That is so... That yeah. is crazy. Brilliant. Absolutely How, how many is, like, that many? Like... Like, quite a few. Like I can think of... 30? Like, in my... Like, throughout my time at school, like, yes, yeah, 7 to 11. So, what's that? 11 to... 16 yeah. I can think of a good half a dozen girls who got pregnant in that time from just from my year right and that's and just from one year group and then so all if, the if schools you, yeah the, if you wow. think even if the year group above and below had the same amount there's like 20 girls like that's so nuts yeah I mean that's school spirit you know those yeah. kids those kids are going to that school exactly like their kids are definitely going yeah like, you've already actually been here for like almost a year <laughs> yeah it's just such a working class way to look at it rather than like shun them it's like well, well let's just open it here then let's yeah. just move it here I like, like the, yeah just move it there as opposed to like really sitting everyone down being like just condom condom yeah. usage is what you want exactly. you want a safe sex we'll do another fucking lecture yeah is the banana thing again you guys clearly missed it yeah then it's oh, like having bless. having them talk at that assembly, just being like, honestly, the sixth form building is is grotty. Yeah, like, you don't want to yeah. be in here. That was the worst part. That instead of putting them in the shiny new school we'd had built, they were in the old grotty sixth form building. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, like oh, you're keeping them prisoner. That's that's nuts. What you said you went there till year eleven. Did you go to another school? No, I went there after as well for sixth form. So we had like a sixth form attached. Oh, okay, which was quite cool. But when we got the new school built, it was like with it because the old school was like the sixth form building was separate when they built the new school it was all together but rather than knock down the old sixth form building they were like put the pregnant girls in there that's so weird do they just come out at lunchtime i don't know when they ever came i don't know if they just kept them in there for nine months (laughs) i never saw them come out i just always used to see them looking sad out the window and then sometimes you'd see a baby and get excited and be like baby and then like no i can't go touch the baby no wow the babies are in there yeah they would bring the babies and then the babies would get like obviously Wait, so put were... in like a little like childcare room and then, and they'd then, go then to they class? could yeah they could go to class <laughs> and then they would bring them and they would learn how to like look after their babies kind of thing this is the most insane shit yeah, i've ever so I... they still got their education some they could take a bit time out yeah but it was there for them to like so make they... sure that they didn't just fall they got maternity the leave from school technically yeah which is wow. brilliant i mean that, that is actually very non-judgmental exactly. and just like hey look this is happening I let's just the do the best be. we can i know one girl who went there and she's it took her a while to get there, but eventually she went to university. She got a degree. And I was like, I don't think she would have had that if I hadn't have been for having that school. Because I right. think otherwise she probably would have been like, not necessarily kicked out of school, but she would have obviously had to leave school yeah. and probably never would have had the inclination to go back. But if you're like being kept in education and being able to like bring your baby and like learn kind of thing. So I think it took her a lot longer but she's still got a degree now and i'm like that's brilliant good yeah, on of you course, yeah. like i struggled to get a degree without a baby Man, like if so i had don't. a kid as well i would be like oh god i wasn't even near a baby yeah at least you had some baby exposure <laughs> yeah. to be like fuck we got to keep this thing exactly, going exactly yeah so was it was it rare for someone from your school to go to university like yeah like okay. i think my my air group had about 400 kids 
And then I think maybe... 400? Yeah, we're pretty that's big school. That's a fucking big school. It's a lot of babies. Yeah, that's um, a lot of babies. <laughs> I think so maybe like 100 or something went to the sixth form. And probably maybe like 20 or 30 would go to uni. But it was... Wow. I think it's getting more because I think um, like when you're from that background, people tell you you can't do it. Like you can't afford, especially because my year was the first year where the fees trebled. So the fees went from three grand a year to nine grand. To be at the school? To go to university. To go to university, right. Which was a big old jump. So you hear that when you're a working class kid and you're like, I'm never going to oh, be able to afford that. that. Yeah. yeah. And you can't be asked to sit and look through like student finance and find out how you can make it work. You're just like, nah, nah, not going to be able to afford it. So I think more and more people are going now, which is good. But sort of like, how long is it? I went in 2012. So that's like six years ago. Yeah. I think then it was like, it would be a smaller amount would go and then it's kind of going up a little bit more and more every year as people realize oh yeah like just because I'm working class doesn't mean I can't go to uni yeah so I sat and like worked it out and budgeted it all and I was like that's gonna be tight but if I get a job I can do it like I can definitely right, so you just do did it that at 18 yeah sat down with my mom and I was like worked out how much loan I would get and I was like well this is how much my whole residence will cost because as well I wanted to move out yeah and I was like mm, if I stayed a... at home it would be super affordable <laughs> I was like nah, I don't no, want to stay at home full university experience right exactly well. yeah. yeah I was like not gonna get the uni exp- especially in Newcastle so I sat and I worked it all out on a bit of paper and I was like with the loans and with this and with that I was like yes I'm gonna be mad in debt yeah but at least I can go but when you're 18 and you hear, yep, you can go, but you're going to be 50 grand in debt at the end of it. That's cool. Some kids are going to be like, nah, nah, don't want to do it. Oh, yeah. Whereas I was like, I'm going to be 50 grand in debt, but I'm probably never going to pay it off. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably never going to earn enough because as well, you, you don't start paying it back till you're until you're earning um, 25 grand a year. Right. Um, so you're like, never comedy. Earning that. Great. Yeah, exactly. Tell I me was more. like, yes, please. Thank you, government, for taking that loan. Exactly. Yeah, that's, oh, man. And then to study drama as well is yeah. that like what you wanted to study that was like the always thing? wanted to do it yeah right. and so. then do you still want to act and stuff then nah i think doing a drama degree made us realize like i love acting but i hate actors yeah like oh I mean, they're my horrible God. vacuous people so many egos and i think because as well i was more into comedy like comedians are so like comedians hate themselves so much and actors <laughs> bloody love themselves yeah so i was like i felt like there was a real conflict between me doing all this self-deprecating stuff and everybody else being look at me tap dance and i was like i don't want to watch you tap can you, dance can you tap dance i can't tap dance uh, can you sing that thing i was the only person on the course who couldn't sing oh. couldn't really dance but i could act so but you're you just a, feel you're a so i was a business. single threat in a sea <laughs> of triple threats and i yeah. was like oh my god but it was good because any other degree I think would have been useless for us yeah like I didn't want to have a job in like a science field or in any other field I wanted to have a like a performance based job and I was like it's probably best to do a drama degree I love drama I'm going to enjoy the course and I'm going to get stuff out of it that'll feed into what I want to do and, and do you think that has been helpful with yeah your definitely like right from when I started comedy I had really good stage presence right it's because I was used to being on stage yeah like and I, I was good at looking confident because I was used to being on stage so all the things that I think take like an open spot maybe like a year to learn I had it from like my first couple of gigs because yeah. I was like oh, yeah, I can fake being confident like I can stand on this I can like do this sort of stuff and I think as well it's less of a disappointment to your parents when you've done a drama degree and then do comedy <laughs> rather than like 
train to be like or do like a degree in maths and then be like i'm gonna be a comedian because they feel like you're throwing away Dude, a future that's, that's exactly where i was at yeah law, yeah law, law. law degree yeah. and now look at me exactly so many people do law and then end up doing comedy yeah and their parents are like why and i was like this is why you do a drama one Where's your one you're just like yeah mom i did it yeah i look, did it I, I did a good thing yeah <laughs> it's not it's not drama so to speak but exactly. it's close it's close it's, it's the related. opposite of drama yeah uh, but so with that background has that made like kind of all your success and like tv stuff like even crazier like what how do people yeah. deal with that back home it's weird because like i never got into comedy thinking it would go well it was just a hobby i know one ever does yeah. and if you do it doesn't go well. exactly mm. and i felt like it just snowballed so i think as well like to do things like to get nominated in edinburgh yeah because everybody's always quite like snobby about edinburgh and they're like oh it's always like a certain kind of person gets nominated and I was like I was a young working class woman mm. who was in the Pleasance which I think straight away I want that's the venue I always wanted I sure. wanted to do my debut in the Pleasance and people especially from the northeast were like oh the Pleasance isn't like for people like yeah. us it's for but like the Pleasance like has that kind of it's got a bit of prestige to prestige, it, it? Yeah. kind of posh like it felt so it's where you unattainable go to see a, a very intelligent show yeah, yeah yeah I was like that's where like the proper comedians are and I was yeah. like well, you know what I'm a good comic why can't I go there so I set my sights on getting it and when I got it I was like it's weird like I think some like things that people believe are just self-perpetuating yeah so if you're wanting to like if you're from a working class background say like especially like northern and you turn to comics and be like hey guys I want to be at the Pleasance and they're like oh no the Pleasance is for oh, like sure posh middle class the then they're not fringe? gonna yeah sure do the free fringe yeah, yeah. so they're not gonna apply and then when the next lot comes round they're going to be yeah. told the same thing because they're asking their mates yeah, exactly. and their mates never yeah and i, I know what like, you mean nah, it just I keeps happening it. like because everyone had said you can't be working or working class people don't do well at the pleasant so like working class people don't belong in the pleasant and i was like why and people again a bit like uni oh you won't be able to afford it it costs this so i sat and i looked at the budget <laughs> and i broke it down and i was like i might not make money but I can afford to do this. Like yeah. I can. If you get enough people um, through, it'll same be Same okay. with like PR. Everyone was like, oh, only posh people can afford PR. People who save money can afford PR. Like my PR. Well, are you just like a genius budgeter? Yeah. So I like- worked out, I was like, if PR's £2,000, divide that even by 10 months, that's yeah. £200 a month. And I, my belief, I was like, if you're a comic who is needing PR then mm. that means you are good enough to be bringing in more than 200 pound a month in gigs sure. like to me if you don't need PR if you're not a professional comic doing like relatively well yeah like otherwise it's just other, a otherwise it's a waste I was like well if you're at the level where you need PR you should be earning enough that you can save for it so I I got a job while I was working in the restaurant still and I saved all of my tips yeah and calling put, people darling calling people tips. darling lot of tips and nice. I also put because I wasn't gigging as much then because I was working in the restaurant but I put yeah. about I think I put 50 quid a month from my gigs into like a separate bank account and then I was like as long as I can make 150 pound a month in tips and when you stretch that out across four weeks that's like less than 50 quid a week in tips yeah. any waitress can do that and I saved up every penny of my PR in tips from the restaurant and I was like all you have to do is be able to, and I know that like, say if you're older and got a family and got a mortgage, maybe it's more difficult, but yeah, the but position I was in, I was budgeting. like, I can still save money. And I was like, right, so see, I've proved everyone wrong. I've saved for PR. I've not skinted myself doing that. I've got into the Pleasance. And then for the show to do well at the Pleasance, it was a bit like, well, see, you don't have to be 
privileged or middle class or whatever, or even doing an intelligence show to do well at the Pleasance. You just have to be a good comedian with a good show. Well, well do you think it's an advantage that you were such a different voice? Like Maybe as well. Because like, if the Pleasance is all like a bunch of Oxbridge people yeah, talking yeah. about Brexit. Exactly. And you're just kind of like, hello, I'm from Newcastle. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about Come here my, my life. show about a breakup. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what more people need to do is like rather than put this block in their heads and be like, I can't do this because I'm working class. I'm like, no, no, I don't think there's any, it might be more difficult for you to do this because you're working class, but you shouldn't let your class stop you from at least trying, I think. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I'm going to, if I don't get in, I had a backup. I was going to um do uh, like a different venue, but I was like, I'm going to set my number one at the Pleasance. If I don't get it, okay, I'll do it somewhere else. Do you, do you think the, like having, how long were you in Australia this year? Like three months? Uh, I was like February, March and April. Yeah. yeah. But do, do you think that here has like a much kind of more rigid class thing yeah, than Australia? Totally, yeah. And so like, how... How does that work when you do, like, you know, you're currently doing very well. Yeah. Like, do they still kind of talk to you? Like, you're yeah. going to be on the television. Yeah. It's the telly. Uh-huh. Your like, whole family's going to watch. Do you know what that is? It's the big shiny box in the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Remember, remember Geordie Show? You're going to be like Geordie Show. You're going to be like Geordie Show, but more drunk. And I'm like, ah, thank you. <laughs> but is, it, is it like that? Or is it like once you kind of... It's weird because like, I don't think, I don't feel like I get treated any differently, but I think mm. I've still got that imposter syndrome in my head where I feel, I'm paranoid. People are like, oh, why is she here? And I feel like when I'm on like a, I've only done little bits of TV, but the last bit I did was Raw Battle. Yeah. Again, against so, Tom, Tom, Horton. Tom Horton, who's a previous guest so who lives in excited. the Tower of London. Exactly. That's a mighty friendship we have there. Yes. Breaching the class divide. <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm super polite to everybody. Sure. So I'm like, um, oh, thank you. Please. Yes, this, that. And like, I feel like I'm extra polite because I feel like I don't belong there. Right. And I know that's just a lack of self-confidence and a bit of like class imposter syndrome kind of thing where I'm like I don't belong on the telly like I I don't belong here so I feel like I'm always extra but it's not like that like I've never seen anybody treat me any differently but also I find it super weird when people are really nice to me sure because I'm like why are they being like well, I'm literally out. just like you like oh my god and I think probably because I've worked a lot of like service jobs I worked in restaurants I worked in bars yeah. I'm used to being spoken to like shit so to go to work and, and even as a comedian like, you're, you're the you're the customer yeah. and like you're the you're like the very exciting exactly. customer exactly and I'm like why are people being so nice to me like this is odd yeah and then I feel like as a working class person that I'm like oh my god I don't want them to think I'm this or that so I think that's as well why I'm extra like nice and try and be as down to earth as possible so they can be like she's just like us <laughs> <laughs> so you go even further just yeah like i haven't forgot where i've come try from try and out polite Jenny, i'm like Jenny holding block, doors open there, for runners <laughs> oh man yeah i find it so like, that's that's been that thing with the royals i've seen like my yeah. my, my girlfriend's big into the royals like megan markle yeah, uh-huh. is like just opening her own doors and exactly, shit and people yeah. are up in Freaking arms out about it they're like you can't because the door opening guy is going to be out of a job yeah, if the exactly. royals start. Yeah, Whereas in Australia, I feel like you're either a bogan or you're not a bogan. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like that's it. And you can either be a really rich bogan. Yeah, it's like, so, you're a bogan? Is, no. It's just like, yeah. And you don't even you don't even look down on bogans, really. Yeah. You're just kind of, they're just like bogans. They're just exactly, this kind of separate yeah. thing. Yeah. 
But some weird. of them are like, they're like most bog, like not most, but like plenty of bogans are fucking loaded. Yeah. And yeah. like it doesn't, it's just, they don't use that to buy a class. Yeah. They use that to buy jet skis, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a different thing. Definitely. They're not like, my kids are going to university. They're like, my kids are riding this fucking jet ski. Yeah, right. definitely. Mm. It's so weird. But is it is it weird going back now to Newcastle or do you yeah, think... Yeah, I panic so much that people will think I've, I'm such a panicker. Yeah. But I go back and I'm like, oh, I don't want people to think I've changed just because I live in London and just because I've started to do little bits of telly. I'm like, I'm still skint. Yeah. I've still got... But if I lived in Newcastle, I wouldn't be skint. But because I live in London, like, my money doesn't go as far. So yeah. I still, I'm still, like, you know, budgeting and struggling. Like, I'm not going back to Edinburgh next year because I just can't afford it. Right. I, I, I worked really hard to do one. Obviously, I saved for the PR and I budgeted and this and that. But then because the way that Edinburgh is, you don't make much money. Because so, there's a lot of people who take yeah, any money on a ticket. Yeah, cut and cut and cut. For, for so anyone the, who doesn't know how festivals work in comedy, like yeah. if you if you get like a full package with PR and yeah. director and everything like that, you're lucky to see half. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. No, I do. Uh, this year, my show sold out. Uh, every day and then I added three extra shows which all sold out and that was the same last year as well yeah I've just got my breakdown through my ticket sales overall 12 grand so that's how much overall I'm that's how much you grossed yeah I get two (laughs) yeah that's I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I'll be like someone's gonna come for us and be like you shouldn't be but again like you can you can message me if you want to take it out but fuck are you serious yeah whereas the year before same thing so the ticket sales would have been around the same but I only made one back fucking hell and so obviously you like you budget so you can afford to do it but then what you're making back from that is so little so basically what I did with the grants that I made for my debut year, I used that straight away to pay for my accommodation for the next year. So I was like, right, this year yeah. has paid for or 2017, paid for 2018's accommodation. And then again, I was doing comedy full time by that point. So I did save £200 a month from my gigs, which really in the UK is like a Friday night gig. It should yeah, be or like, or like a weekend gig. gig. Yeah. So I was saving £200 a month for me PR, saved that separately. My accommodation was covered from the year before. And then obviously all the other costs just come out of your ticket sales pretty much. Yeah. But then to get that budget back or get that small amount of money back, I'm like, I can't do this every year. I can't scrimp and save and budget to be able to afford it and then make so little back. It becomes like not profitable. It's a month. Like it's a month, it's hard work. If you do a month worth of gigs, you're making more than two grand. Yeah, and that's what what I'm going to do this year. I'm like, I'm going to take a year off. The money I'll make in August picking up the gigs because other people are Edinburgh Mm. will be more than what I would have made in Edinburgh and obviously with less outgoings. And then I'm going to... Have you thought of doing it free, like the free fringe? I have, but because I used to do the free fringe when I went up and just did like split bills and that kind of thing. But I think the rooms are just so bad, most of them. And I'm like, even if you do the free fringe, you're still spending a grand on accommodation. Like, so you're still... Even yeah. though everyone's like, it's free. I'm like, but you still have to pay a thousand pounds for accommodation. I, I still, I still can't get over the fact you only saw two of yeah, that 12. Just because I remember crazy. like you had what a fire alarm go off. Fire alarm go off twice. twice. And you kept yeah. doing the show in, in, a, the street. in the car park. Cause the first time it went off, obviously no one knew what was happening. And then by the time we got let back in, it was 40 minutes later and only about 10 people came back, which I can understand because people have got yeah. other shows to go see. So when it happened a second time, I was like, 
yous have paid for a ticket but not only that i've paid for this room like i have paid to do my show in this room i went just follow me i'll find somewhere to do it and i did just did it outside yeah and i was like yeah like when you're paying so much and as well, you don't want people to go away bitching, being like, and I paid for a ticket to see Lauren Patterson. Because then people hold you accountable. And I'm like, yeah. it's not my fault. It's not even the venue's fault to a certain extent. It's no, no one ever, something has gone wrong. and No no one ever blames like the kind of middle men yeah, the and middle women. Man. But, but I was like, like just to, they're the ones that get a lot of the money. And they're yeah. also the ones that never have to do that extra work. Never have to. But I just wouldn't want to even pay a thousand pound just to be in edinburgh for the month and to be in a free fringe room yeah like i've gone to see a lot of mate shows and you sit and it's a bit cold and it's damp and there's noise bleed from the bar and i'm like if you've worked so hard if you just if you're going up there casually i think it's fine but i think like when you're doing an hour and you've worked really hard on it mm. you want your room to reflect how yeah for like, sure reflect what you've done Especially... and the actual cost of the room at the like sort of like the pleasance and at the bigger venues it, the cost of the room isn't really that high mm. it's all the other things that get you like the fact that they take a cut and yeah but i also think if you're on the free fringe like if your room's only 30 seats like you'd have to rely on everybody really giving you like 10 and yeah. a lot of people come to free fringe shows because they're like i don't want to pay no and they, they'll sneak yeah, out they without paying yeah. yeah no it's it's uh it's like it is you know yeah pros and cons to both yeah Big i feel like term. if you can get a decent free for like a here shot yeah he does um Cavalt, uh, Cavalt. so that's a really decent free fringe room but i feel like decent free fringe rooms are like gold dust they're so hard to come by yeah, yeah, yeah. i think if you can get one of course like if i could get a good 50 60 seat free fringe room i would do it without a shadow of a doubt but hmm. it's because you can't even choose your free you just get given something well, you gotta, and it's a bit you like oh you yeah gotta, you kind of got to lock yourself in before exactly. that exactly yeah. whereas at least at the pleasance you can be like i am applying to this room like right. and you know what you're getting yeah so it's a little bit i can see the benefits of both sides and i can see why people would do the free but hmm. i'm just like ah oh, i don't work really hard all year on me show and then pay a grand just to be in edinburgh for the month to then do a room where it's dripping like i was in <laughs> someone's show this year and i was being dripped on from the ceiling <laughs> and i was like this is gross yeah and you're like no this is the same yeah i've um yeah i've, I've been dripped on yeah in free yeah. the other one just the heat yeah just the sheer the heat or the, the opposite the cold room. if you're yeah. in like one of the cavey kind of rooms and you're like it's i'm nuts. so cold so cold but it's a it's a weird thing we just put ourselves through yeah it's every bizarre. every month it's just I think mainly Edinburgh is so the comedy industry can just go to the yeah. same place to see everyone. Yeah, it's like a trade. People describe it as a trade fair, and I think yeah. that's so right. It's like we're essentially like, a caravan that someone's trying yeah. to sell. It's yeah. like, you want this caravan? It's good. Because I remember being it's gutted. Different. Like, oh, look at this one. It's northern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gutted to make so little money. Well, everyone tells you, oh, but you should just be happy to make anything. And I'm like, nah. Like, I it's saw what a- my ticket sales were. Like, of course, I'm going to question why I get the smallest slice of the pie when I've done the biggest work. But then you look at it, the work opportunities I got after that yeah. were a lot more profitable. So I got the Australias and obviously got like brought out to Melbourne. So that was all paid for and stuff in Montreal. And I'm like, yeah, really, I can see the perspective when people are like, it's an investment. Yeah. So if I hadn't done that and like turned away grumbling that I only made like the smallest bit of money, I'm like, 
but I went to Australia for four months and most of it was paid for and I earned money while I was out there which was more than I would have made in the UK and I missed winter and was in Australia <laughs> got to go to Montreal got to have a palmer. exactly got me little palmies got yeah. two weeks in India like, yeah. I got all these incredible opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't have done that show so it's so frustrating because you're like I can see that perspective but I can also see that I wish I'd made more money while I was there yeah it's like you just you're there like the kid with the is that do you guys have that out here the kid uh-huh. with the tacos no no it's uh-huh. like the kid with the tacos like uh-huh. do you want soft or hard tacos and it's like mm, why can't we have both both yeah exactly it's and all this dos totally yeah it's just like why I like can't that. I make good money from well, Edinburgh exactly, and yeah. get all these career I agree that Edinburgh should be an investment but if Edinburgh was less um of a financial hit and you could still use it as an investment. Yeah. I think that would just be Wouldn't such be a happy middle ground. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Wishful we thinking. Can't, we can't do that. That'd be no, insane. No, we can't have comedians make money. And no. have career opportunities. What? Not happening. Pick your, pick your poison. Yeah. Uh, before, sorry, we, we got we to bloody wrap up soon. Mm. We're, doing, we're doing very well. But I just wanted to ask about um, uh, Catherine Ryan. Yes, because, I love her. Because she... According according to your Wikipedia page, yeah, I checked it out. I have we got Wikipedia. You've got a Wikipedia. Really? It's it's brief, but it's there. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it is there. Well, no, yeah, she's she's been yeah a big a big impact. She's been amazing. I owe a lot of things to her. So people always say like fifty percent of comedy is hard work and fifty percent is luck, and yeah. I totally believe that. So I've worked hard, but also. I mean, everyone would say you've worked hard. You yeah. just talked about your 24 yeah. months of budgeting. Exactly. Yeah. My sort of like career plan. Yeah. Calling people darling for yeah. that sweet venue money. 10p tips. Honestly, I used to keep me tips in a sock because I, pe- I was worried that people would steal them. Like living in a house share, you never know like what? who's coming into your room. So I kept them in like your girlfriend might have some, you know, like the fluffy how many, bed socks. How many socks. people did you share with? Uh, I was in a house with three other people, but also there was always like people over for like parties and oh, comics right. staying over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't want someone to say like, come in my room and just see like a pile of money. So yeah, I kept it in a sock. Tips. And then whenever I went back to Newcastle, I would take my sock money and I would just tip it out on the floor and it would be like, like 10 peas, like pounds, like just yeah. a shit ton of money kind of thing. And my dad would be like, where is all this money coming from? And I was like, I promise it's wait for some money, but I can understand how it must look to your dad if you just turn up with a sock of money and you're like, can you bank this and not give me it for 10 months, please? Like, that's I nice. mean, yeah. no no drug dealers, strippers or prostitutes yeah. are getting paid in coins. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Unless I'm a really bad stripper. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, look, I'm a budget stripper. Yeah. Throw me your change, please. Yeah, you gotta, you know, the um, in strip clubs, they, yeah. the strippers have to pay, yeah, they have yeah. to pay money to the pole. Uh-huh. Like, there's like pole hire money yeah. and they got PR. It's not true. They don't. They just get all the money. Yeah. Strippers get a better share of money <laughs> than comedians. comedians. But I did... Um, um, and more laughs. But fun- anyway. I did Funny Women and Catherine hosted it. Right. So this was like the final and I came, I came runner up. Jade Adams won wonderful jade jade really like jade, I know jade. Yeah, yeah so yeah, she yeah. won the year i did that um and then that was in the september and then it was the may the following year i just got a tweet off Catherine, and she was like how much material have you got yeah that was it and at the time i was doing paid 15s but just doing paid 15s just breaking into that mainly middle. in yeah. the northeast i was doing like the stand mm. Maybe some for like Manfred, but I wasn't really doing many places. And I went, oh, what's it for? And she was like, I need someone to do my tour support in, um, where was it? The Lake District in like Kendall. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. How much do I need? And she was like 20, 25. And I was like, yep, I've got that. I've got that totally. And I was like, 
fuck, I don't have that. But I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. Uh, couldn't get a Kendall because I didn't drive. So I was like, Doc, can you drive us to Kendall? And he was like, well, I, don't, I hate driving, but he drove us. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I didn't tell anyone because I was worried it was a mistake. Sure. But I was like, if I go there, I'll just see what happens. I basically did my 15, but did it slower. And that's the day I learned that I talk very fast and my 15 is a 20 for everybody else. But and in a I talk much so bigger, fast. warmer venue. Exactly. It tends and it to was drag lovely. out a little bit. Yeah. And I came off and she was like, oh, I've got another one in Middlesbrough. Would you like to do that? Because she likes to try and get people sort of from the area. Yeah, she wanted someone who knows the smoggies. Nice. Knows the smoggies well. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And then she was like, I bumped into her at Latitude Festival because I'd done the Chortle Student yeah, Award sure. and your prize for getting to the final is you perform at Latitude. So I bumped into her there and she was like, oh, I'm going back onto her in the autumn. You should totally come and do some more. And I was like, yeah, definitely. But um, And then she did. She got in touch and I did more in the autumn. But after the show in Middlesbrough, we were sat eating chips and cheese and gravy because she is a real girl. Um, and <laughs> well, she's, she's Canadian. Canadian, yep. So, so she was poutine? like, it's called poutine. And yeah, I was like, it's chips and cheese and gravy. Yeah, there um, you go. And she asked if I had an agent. And I was like, oh, me? An agent? No, who would be in? Because I hadn't even... St- I think it's much more of a London mentality to like start writing to agents Dude, not, not like, in not in australia at all yeah like, mo- most people i know don't have an don't agent. have an agent it's yeah. just like you don't need it whereas Definitely. here it's like where's your agent exactly i feel like since i've been in london people write to agents so much sooner than they do mm. like up north you just you don't even consider it and i was like oh no i wasn't thinking of writing to agents for like god like another like two years or something <laughs> she went well my agent's interested in you and i was like in my head i was like because yeah. that was United and I knew from an actor's perspective that United is like the shit so to be you, with. you drama degree. Yeah, so that's when the drama right fed in. into it. I'd like Bang. done extras work with people who were like, oh my God, you know the lead girl, she's with United. And I was like, oh my God, what? And then I looked up who her agent was mm-hmm. um, and then I looked on my Twitter and on my comedy page on Facebook and I realised she was following it. And I was like, oh. and I was due to go down to London for three days to do just like shitty little gigs like of course. but classic London and I put it on Twitter knowing that she was following it I've never told my agent the story if she's listening hi um, <laughs> I put off just... to London for three days to do some gigs um details on my Facebook um hope someone signs me so I can like go on to seek my fame like something yeah, like that yeah, like yeah. fishing a, massively a, and she turned up no she way. turned up it was the in Shoreditch it was the old comedy cafe I don't know if you lived here when it was open no I, but Brilliant I know of venue. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she turned up to that one and it was honestly like something of a out of a film she came up to us in the interval and she was like hi I'm Carly um I'm I'm like at United she gave me her email and then she just like drifted off into the <laughs> night and I was like it worked it bloody worked yeah so I emailed her she came to see me at Latitude right. she came to see me in Edinburgh that year and then she invited me down to London for a chat and I spent so much money on this train down to London I sat in the offices with them and then she was like so yeah if you want any more like help and advice just let us know and I remember getting on the train back and being furious I was like I've just spent so much money to come down train, for this yeah. chat and she just said if I want any more help I was like I thought that we were gonna have a chat about representation and my dad was like well just email her and say you want help so I emailed and I was like oh following our chat you know I'd be really grateful for any more help and advice and she was like brilliant I'll send the contract in the post and I was like <laughs> oh have I just been signed oh amazing and I'm like fuck I wouldn't have got that if it wasn't for Catherine yeah like because just kind of spotting you taking worked. a chance yeah it was brilliant and lying about having yeah, material exactly lying any new comedian yeah and it just lie. I was so lucky as well because the 
she wasn't like her like proper full-time agent but I think she'd been doing some sort of like either assistant work or cover work and then my agent was going from being an assistant to being an agent and was obviously looking for clients yeah she wanted to to take so it was just a matter of like right time right place right people and I was like there we go and she's continued Catherine to support us ever since so I've done support on every one of our two years since so I've done the like glitter room one I did the Cathbum one the one that ended up on Netflix like done so much support for her and she also when I first moved to London I got lost um coming out of the tube I was a bit drunk came out and when you just lose your bearings like everything looks different in the dark yeah I guess and I was like shit I don't know where I am I'd come out a different tube exit I've had, didn't that. I've had that. I've had that exact thing because they, they they close yeah. one of the entrances at night. So I'd so come you, out and I was yeah. like, "Eh, but I know that you go up the Costa, you go up the street there." And I was panicking. And I was asking people, and they were all just ignoring us. And I was really starting to panic, and I was getting teary. And people were, and I've never felt so like I was in London, like totally on my own. Yeah. And I put something on Twitter, and I was like, I "Can't believe it's like night one. I've got lost. No one's helping us. Like I hate London." And yeah. I was planning on just sort of sitting and calming myself down for a bit, and then asking someone again. And Catherine tweeted us, and she was like, "Send me a screenshot on the map of where you are. I'll send an Uber to come and pick you up." And there was this proper fanny on of me not being able to quite work out where I was and she was like just screenshot the map and then eventually like (laughs) but then the uber couldn't find us because I had like moved or something and she was like I've told the uber driver that you're my sister and apparently he was like well why is your sister so drunk and was like, and eventually he found us yeah um and I was like a minute from my house like he started (laughs) to drive in the uber and you're like oh I'd, I'd given him my address literally got in the car drove maybe like a minute and he was like is this it and I was like oh yeah <laughs> and then to Catherine used to when I supported her she would do that story on stage and she'd be like she was outside her fucking house and I was like I wasn't outside it I was very was very close to it, it. <laughs> oh man what a woman well look Lauren Patterson thank yeah. you thank you so much for um bringing bringing some northern flavor bit of northern not spice just, not just northern flavor northeast yes Different. Specific. Don't talk yeah. about the northwest like it's the northeast. <laughs> yeah. You jerk. These are the things I get in trouble for. Yes. Have you got? Have you got anything coming up? Is there anywhere they can find you? Um, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I got all my dates on my Facebook and on my website. Where? What is your? What is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle. Given it's been so handy. Lauren Patterson. And then my website is Lauren Dash Patterson. Lauren Dash Patterson. I don't know why I did the dash. And now did someone I feel have like Lauren Patterson. I think maybe someone had Lauren Patterson, but Ish. now I feel like you know like. A 13 year old who's made the first like oh, hotmail account yeah brutal right yeah and i'm like oh man i'm stuck with that now but that's all right they're gonna people are gonna remember the dash yeah they're gonna love it how do you spell patterson uh double t i s o n done and a p at the front and no no shows coming up you're done you're done your soho i'm pretty much i've done my soho run i'm pretty much done for christmas i've got i'm doing my peachy one which was my edinburgh one in leicester for their festival in february and then I'm Leicester Comedy the Festival. Leicester Comedy Fest. When? When are you there? February the eighth and ninth. I'm there. And I'm there February tenth. Amazing. We'll, we'll have a have a beer. Great weekend. Nice. Good weekend for comedy. All right. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thank you. Oh, how is Lady Cream with my brother's blood and its awful steam? All right. That was my chat with Lauren Patterson of the northeast representing the whole goddamn northeast for you guys a geordie a proper geordie uh as i said i would put in the etymology of the term geordie 
apparently there's no like 100% call on it, uh, but it is that most people, like George was the most common name uh, for people in the coal mines in the northeast of England. So they just kind of be, became called Geordies as a result of that. And Geordie safety lamps in the coal mines as well. I think it's a little bit of a competing thing. But, you know, Geordie is not just the name of the person. It's also the name of the accent. And apparently for the Newcastle football team, you can also refer to them as Geordies as fans. But I don't know if I agree with that one. This is with some very thorough Wikipedia research, by the way. That's what I'm relying on here. But so funny, man. Neither her or Adam Rowe knew where those terms come from. Um, even though at least Adam definitely describes himself as a scouser 100%. But yeah, I thought that was a really interesting chat, man. Like, uh, obviously Lauren coming from a very different kind of background to the majority of comedians you find in the UK, which is very heavy, uh, Oxbridge kind of, you know, middle class background where she went to a school with a nursery attached to her school because hers was the one that was popping out the most teen pregnancies. Wow. Right? That's nuts. Anyway, I just wanted to give a quick little wrap up there. Please go see Lauren live. She works all the time, all across the UK. Get around that. You can see her at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the 8th and the 9th of February. And as I said, I'll be there on the 10th. So you go. You got a bloody weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday up in Leicester. A very, very scary, grim place. Uh, I went there before, and the people who lived there were joking about me getting stabbed on the way to the gig. And I was like, you guys live here. You should not be the ones endorsing this stereotype. But there you go. That's how it happens sometimes. Uh, Thanks again for listening, you jerk-offs. I love you. With this holiday season coming up, I'm going to be putting out episodes every week. I'm not taking any time off. So if you get overwhelmed by your family, you can take a load off. Go listen to me talking to some great guests we've got coming up but that was lauren patterson absolutely one of the rising stars in the uk and i promise you i promise you you will be hearing that name fucking heaps in the next couple of years anyway good to talk to you i'll catch you next week sorry this thing's uploaded so late but hey christmas season baby it's chaos out here all right have a good one bye